Welcome to America's Retirement Headquarters, home of the Retirement Guys Formula and America's Medicare Associates. Securities offered through Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. Advisory services offered through the Retirement Guys Formula. Registered Investment Advisor, America's Retirement Headquarters, America's Medicare Associates, and the Retirement Guys Formula are separate and independent entities from Peak Brokerage Services, LLC. having a great day out there. We appreciate you joining us and spending part of it with us here on America's Retirement Headquarters, home of the Retirement Guys Formula and America's Medicare Associates with Nolan Baker and Chaz Price. Myself, my name is Chris Swan. 419-794-3030 is the phone number. Again, that's 419-794-3030 online, arhq.com. Today on the show, are we headed for a financial crisis? What the heck does that mean anyway? Uh, We have tips to limit the taxes you pay and how to make your 401k work harder all this and more, but first, before we dive into any of it, let me check in with the guys, Nolan and Chaz. Glad to be with you. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. I just want to thank everybody for coming out last week to our movie night that we did at the Mommy Indoor Theater. So we had uh, about 125 guests come out. We showed the, the movie Air, which is the movie about uh, Nike recruiting Michael Jordan and the amazing story behind that. So uh, a fantastic event. We've got a, a bunch more events that are coming up. We have an open house coming up here on February 16th. Uh, We've got a couple of different Medicare workshops that we're teaching, and we're also doing a lab training. So if you want to find out about some of the tools and technology that we use here around the headquarters, uh, that's also coming up. All those events are available for you. If you just, again, go over to the website, ARHQ.com, click on the events tab. So things are good. Yeah, things are going really good. Uh, Had a great time at the movie night. Um, Appreciate uh, all of our clients coming out. And uh, thanks for the jersey too, Nolan. That was a cool jersey at Jerseys, they fit a little differently for some reason back in the day. That one was a little tight for me, but um, it was got a little tighter. A little bit, but it was definitely a good event. We'll just say that they're making them smaller these days and just leave it yeah. at that, and that's, that's all the gist. Of it. But uh, again, appreciate you guys uh, spending time with the listeners as well. Let's go ahead and, and talk about this. And, and one of the reasons to bring a financial professional into your life to keep up with the ever-changing laws about retirement. We know they could change at the drop of a hat, and usually it's it's buried in some other form of legislation there. AARP published seven ways retirement will be different in 2024. So I have to wonder, what are the retirement changes for this year? Well, we do have a couple of retirement changes in 2024. So first of all, for Social Security, the cost of living it has gone up this year. It went up by 3.2%. Uh, that's roughly about $59 a month for the average retiree. Uh, there's also something that's called the Social Security Earnings Test. So for those folks that want to draw Social Security but aren't to full retirement age, uh, the number that you can earn before your Social Security is taxed has gone up from $21,240 to $22,320. Uh, Medicare, the cost on Medicare has gone up by 6%. Uh, Part B is going to go up by roughly $10. Uh, Plain contributions, if you're over the age 50, you now can contribute uh, $8,000 into an IRA this year. And uh, uh, more changes to required minimum distributions. The earliest age yet you now need to take is age 73. And if you're turning 73 this year, you have until April 1st of the following year to take your required minimum distribution. Your Roth IRAs are exempt from uh, required minimum distributions. And next year, your Roth 401k and 403b are also going to be exempt. Uh, That law didn't change, but you might be turning this age and want to be aware of that. The standard deductions, all married couples, single and head of households, uh, got deductions that have gone up this year. And the full retirement age, depending upon what year you're born, is still age 65. 
five to sixty-seven for Social Security. Uh, that law didn't change, but it could apply. So, uh, a couple new changes that are, that are coming out this year, and uh, things to be aware of. Yeah, I think it's interesting to note um, Social Security increased by three point two, but Medicare increased by six <laughs> percent. So, um, you know, that's unfortunately the the way that kind of the the government slides some of those tax increases in. But I think it's important. Um, you know, one thing to think about if you're retiring in 2024, Nolan, I mean, we're at an all-time high for the most part on a lot of the indices for the market. And I think that's something to me that stands out as um, a, a big change for 2024 retirees because there's a lot of risk there. I mean, um, you know, to be uh, in, retired and going into this this new phase of your life where you may need to start taking retirement distributions it it might seem you know intuitive to th- to think yeah it's good that i'm retiring the market's up but when you start taking money out you know w- what's likely to happen generally if when people say things go up next step is usually things go down i mean there's a, a the higher we go it's kind of like being on a roller coaster the higher you go yeah it's fun but you know at some point we got to get back down and so I think for our listeners that are retiring in 2024, one of the things that I would take away is that if you don't know what your risk tolerance is in 2024, um, I think that's a good reason to start working with a financial advisor and and actually start talking to somebody about what the potential is for a market downturn at precisely the wrong time, which in my opinion is early in retirement. I mean, I think there's several studies um, that show you're two to three Times more likely to run out of money if you take significant market hits early on in retirement. So that's what we're talking about is trying to make sure that you're not at risk with the sequence of return risk, uh, that the sequence of return risk doesn't impact you um, and, and you know, put you put the odds against you uh, that that you would run out of money. Um, the other thing that I think on the flip side of that coin, Nolan, is that interest rates are high, though. So for for a traditionally conservative investor, somebody that's going into retirement and wants to be gener- you know fairly conservative and generate a decent amount of return, you can do that pretty comfortably these days uh, in a in a fixed interest sort of investment. And in many cases, those fixed interest investments can help eliminate some of the sequence of return risk that you may be susceptible to. So I don't know; it's kind of like a mixed bag. You know, on one hand, there's some good; on the other hand. Risk is increasing. Um, what do you think? What are some of the things stand out to you? Well, you know, it really jumps out like uh, you talk about. You know, it's always a good idea to protect your profits. We've had some strong run-ups in the market. Get retirement confident, retirement strong, and know what you own. And uh, as you talk about, you know, even in the fixed income environment, there's a lot of great opportunities with, you know, how high rates have gone and, you know, things that are paying over 5% today. There's a lot of different choices. So, Good things to know about uh, 2024, and if you want to know how that applies to your situation, uh, we're happy to do that portfolio analysis. And as Chaz talked about, get your risk score for you so you know you know how to get uh, positioned to survive and thrive in 2024. You know, not just 2024, but 2025, all the years you could face ahead in retirement. It's one thing to know what the changes are. The next step is to see how they work for you or perhaps against you and, and how to how to mitigate that. It all starts with that phone call, 419 794 3030, or you can go onto the website as well, and that is ARHQ.com. Now, it turns out some people have found that the best tax strategy for retirement is, actually, it's a moving van. For instance, in the state of California, they've lost over 750,000 residents over the last three years because of its oppressive state tax rate of 
13.3%. They're headed to states like Florida, Texas, and Tennessee, which in case you didn't know, don't have a state income tax. Moving to escape taxes might be a little extreme for our listeners, but what are some of the easier items that you explore to limit high taxes in retirement? Well, you know, here in Northwest Ohio, it's still pretty cold right now in February, and uh, I think moving to Florida doesn't sound like a bad idea. (laughs) The beach and warm weather sounds sounds fantastic, actually. And, you know, if you look at it from a tax perspective, you know, that is one of the things that you do see a lot of people, and, uh, you know, especially when you have states like California, 13.3%, ouch, that's a, a pretty high... Uh, tax bill to to take a look at, but we do have some good tips on how to limit the taxes that you pay in retirement time. Uh, number one is to look at uh, shifting money to non-taxable accounts. So if you have a traditional IRA or four hundred one k, you can start to transfer you know some of that money over to a Roth. Uh, do things like a Roth conversion. Um, Now is a really good time to create what is called your twenty twenty four tax roadmap. Um, We're not CPAs, we're not accountants, but we work hand-in-hand with a lot of our clients, CPAs and accountants. And what we're trying to do is trying to figure out, you know, with the money that they've either currently saved and or are putting into, you know, future contributions, does it make sense to either convert some of the money that they have now over to a Roth IRA and or shift where they're contributing money in the future as well? Um, remember there's no limits on Roth conversion. So we do a lot of presentations and people will tell me, well, you know, you can only do uh, $8,000 or my CPA said I wasn't eligible for that. But for a Roth conversion, you know, there are no limits on what can be converted over. You also want to consider investments that aren't taxed as ordinary income. There's some investments that are, you know, more favorable when you own them in after-tax accounts, things like you know, stocks, bonds, or real estate, those investments will get taxed as a capital gain, not an ordinary income. So those can be more favorable. And in fact, there's three different tax brackets for capital gains. And one of those brackets is at zero. Uh, So you should look into investing money uh, into those areas that can help save you money. Something else, Chaz, I know that we put together is called the Tax Savers Checklist. So within the tax savers checklist, there's about 25 different items that we go through on how we try to take a look at helping people minimize the taxes that they pay. And one of the things that I've noticed in a lot of the meetings that you have when you're working on developing a financial plan, you talk about the optimization and the withdrawal strategies on their investment accounts. And that can also make a big difference to the amount of taxes that they pay uh, in retirement time as well. Yeah. I mean, that comes down to really just which dollars are you spending? Which dollars does it make the most sense to spend and when? Um, and so really that kind of dovetails into another one of the concepts that I think is important uh, for tax planning, which is tax location. Um, most people are familiar with tax, uh, or, or I should say asset allocation. We'll talk about um, tax location. And essentially with tax location, we're putting the assets that generate the most tax into the tax sheltered investment. So like your real estate investment trust, your your high yield bonds, your uh, high yield uh, tax inefficient, you know, consumer stocks or, or uh, cyclical stocks that that pay high dividends. You know, you want to own those in some, uh, you know, your IRAs, your four hundred one ks, and then some of your other tax efficient vehicles like maybe your small cap stocks or um, you know growth oriented investments that don't necessarily pay dividends or earnings. Those are great investments. Um, to put into your your Roth accounts, and so what you're effectively doing is, you know, protecting the the tax, um, 
the shelters, you're using the tax shelters in the most appropriate way. So that's one way to do it. Tax loss harvesting towards the end of the year, we see people starting to sell some investments, offsetting investments maybe that are at a gain with investments that are at a loss to kind of wash taxes. Uh, but the the biggest part of tax planning, as we were just joking around during the segment, there's really no way to get around paying taxes. I mean, um, you could not pay taxes and... Um, you know, that, that's a whole other different story. I know I don't particularly look good in, in orange and black, definitely. Um, I, I want my tax limited, but not my freedom, you know. But but essentially, I think one of the ways that um, you can limit your taxes without, you know, being too funny is paying more of them. And what I mean by that, sometimes I, I say that and people look at me like I have two heads. But literally, right now is probably one of the best times you could pay some tax, to be honest, on your investment accounts. Tax rates we haven't seen, federal income tax rates haven't been this low since the 40s and 50s. And so it's kind of like taxes are on sale right now. If, if you go into the grocery store and you're looking at buying something on sale, well, what is a sale really? What do you know? There's three things that you know. You know what the price was before the sale. You know what the price is now. And you know how long the sale is going to last generally. And so the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, that monumental tax legislation that um, that President Trump signed into office in 2017, I think. Those tax cuts are expected to expire in 2025 without any further legislation. And so as we're, if you're not sure whether or not you should you know, pay more tax now or later, we can do that tax clarity, that tax roadmap, and kind of based on a sequence of withdrawals, which we you know, generally uh, would set as, we're going to spend your taxable money and then your tax deferred money and then your tax free money. If it illustrates that, you know, you should be paying more tax now, if that ultimately leaves more money to your family by doing that and doing Roth conversions or, you know, changing up the sequence, at least we'll know going into it, you know, because we don't know how much taxes are going to be, but we can have a plan for it. And, you know, to me, it really comes down to knowledge, knowing what the tax code is, knowing how to apply it to your situation, you know, Again, another perfect example on our tax savers checklist is we talk to folks that are taking required minimum distributions. So folks that are taking required minimum distributions, a lot of people are philanthropic, whether they give to their church or a charity of their choice. And, you know, at the end of the year, they might write out a check and make those donations or do it, you know, as the going to Sunday service. But what they don't realize is that they could be donating money directly out of their retirement account for their required minimum distributions that keeps the money off their taxes, and then 100% of the dollars goes to the charity. So it's kind of a win-win situation, again, knowing what your situation is. And so right about now, as it's February, you're thinking taxes, you're starting to get your paperwork ready, you probably you know, either scheduled or getting ready to schedule that tax meeting. There's one more meeting and one hour worth of your time that I would say take this time to schedule with us. And, you know, for the first five callers from the show, we'll provide for you a complimentary 2024 tax roadmap, and we'll also walk you through the tax savers checklist. So, you know, a way to go through checking the boxes and taking a look at what makes the most sense in your situation and how to keep the government away from your money. And uh, taxes can be a big chomp of it. And so if we can help uh, keep a little bit more of your hard-earned money, that's what we'll do by going through the tax saver checklist and again, creating for you your 2024 tax roadmap. As the uh, the tax deadline for last year is coming you know, closer and closer, April 15th, a lot of people are focused on how to make sure they 
they pay what they have to, but, uh, you know, hopefully find some tricks to maybe mitigate that. But haven't really done the planning for the years ahead, you know, looking forward when it comes to taxes. And that is where having this tax savers checklist, having that tax roadmap done can really, I think, provide a lot of value. But you have to take that initiative. Be one of the first five callers right now and schedule a time to speak with the team at America's Retirement Headquarters and see what they can do to minimize what you have to pay to Uncle Sam. 419-794-3030 or going to the website at ARHQ.com. The Fed and interest rates are still a big topic of conversation over on Wall Street. Leon Cooperman has been working in money management for over 50 years, and this was his take recently on Fox Business. I think those who are looking for six rate cuts are smoking some substance. <laughs> I think if you got three, you would be lucky. We're heading towards a financial crisis, but nobody knows when it's going to hit. Now, when somebody says financial crisis, what does that mean to you guys? A significant pullback? Another 2008? What do we make of, of this talk? Well, you know, he's exactly right. We are going to have another financial crisis, and he's correct in the fact that at the end of the day, nobody knows exactly when that's going to happen. But there's some steps that you can take really kind of to get prepared for that. And I guess, you know, part of that is taking into consideration this is something that I think you don't want to let it eat away at you because it is easy to get caught up when you look at the news and there's always somebody saying that, you know, this month, this year, something major bad is going to happen and the financial crisis is right around the corner, not the way that you want to kind of live. But here's some tips to make sure that you're ready for any type of financial crisis that happens. Number one, have an emergency fund. Uh, When we're looking at emergency funds, I think when you're still working and active, uh, the good old advice of six months worth of living expenses set aside an emergency fund uh, is a great idea. As you transition into retirement time, the philosophy that we set up called the independent income system, we generally like to have, you know, anywhere from two to five years worth of money set aside uh, for uh, income needs. That way it's not subject to the lottery of the returns of the stock market. And even in addition to that, maybe having twenty to $50,000 set aside in an emergency fund in case you've got to, you know, fix the roof, get a new car or something in life will happen. Just understand that there will be an emergency. And a lot of times those emergencies happen when it is a financial crisis, right? So it's, I lost my job. That's when that bad thing happened. So having that emergency fund while the economy is still good is a great idea. Know what you own. Really, it's important to consider taking some time to understand what you own and know what your investments are. Number one is if you know how financially sound your company is, you know, if you own stocks that have strong balance sheets, so lots of cash and low debt companies that are, you know, have a competitive advantage or companies that are needed on a daily basis. Those companies that are financially sound, you know, could be just fine going through it. And maybe you're not going to then freak out or worry or panic as much uh, in a downturn within the market. Also to know that there are certain types of investments that can limit your losses in the downturn of a market. There's even investments that will completely protect you against losses when the market goes down, but allow you to participate uh, if and when the market goes up. And over the years, coaching hundreds of families and seeing hundreds of families you know, transition through and to retirement, I would say one of the other big things that I've noticed about when times get tough is the families that have reduced and eliminated all of their debt tend to be the families that uh, be in you know really good shape. But if you're in a situation where you you know money's tight, uh, I've seen some of the stats out there, and I, I saw I think it was like 47 percent of people that make even six figures are 
you know, living paycheck to paycheck. So mm-hmm. in that situation, you want to make a, sure you're looking at cutting some unnecessary expenses. You know, evaluate your budget. Take a look at what some of those unnecessary expenses are. Look for ways to boost your income. That could be maybe taking on another part-time job, doing some freelance work, uh, finding other sources of passive income. Uh, stay informed, but you know, don't watch too much news. You can get caught up in the daily noise of things, but stay informed. If you have like a financial advisor or a coach that you're working with, you know, going to those educational classes and knowing, you know, what's happening in those environments, doing those regular investment checkups, uh, Chaz, I know you mentioned on a previous section, you know, while the market's at an all time high, evaluating what your risk score is and, you know, maintaining um, the portfolio based upon what your individual appetite is for risk. And, you know, really take that long-term perspective. But to me, if you go back and you look at the the crash that we had during COVID, or if you look at 2008, or if you look at 2000, you know, to me, what you can do is you can be in a position that if you take these steps now, you can turn a crisis into an opportunity. So think about the times that people took advantage of the opportunities of what we saw in the trek wreck of the 2000s or people that took advantage of the market after 2008 or even the real estate market. You know, the building that I'm in here at America's Retirement Headquarters, we bought it in 2008. So, I mean, again, an optimal time to go out and purchase real estate after the market had really started to get beat up and, uh, you know, turning that crisis into an opportunity uh, can be another great way. So it's a, a good time while things are going great to get prepared for that financial crisis, think about how are you going to take and turn that into an opportunity is what I would recommend. Yeah, no, that makes complete sense. Just in the moment, it's sometimes so hard. You know, when you look back on it, you know, just from COVID two or three years ago, you're like, wow, that was really a stressful time in the moment. But then as we, you know, look back on it, like, man, that was one of the best buying opportunities of our lifetime. Almost every single significant market downturn that I can remember in my investing history has been a tremendous uh, buying opportunity for stocks. And so, you know, th- that's a great point. I, I think you, you can't predict when those things are going to happen, but you can have a plan for it. And I think a lot of the tools and the technology that we have at America's Retirement Headquarters can help you do that. Um, technology that that we've pretty much developed that will help take out a lot of the emotion and a lot of the think or feel when it comes to being in or out of the market. So for clients that want to ensure something is being done, if we do enter a market pullback, uh, you know exactly what's being done. Um, and so that's a good question I would have. You know, some of our listeners out there, if you have advisors, you know, ask them, what have we done to protect from another significant downturn? And just see what the answer is and, and go from there. Uh, because I do think there are some significant risks out there. We've talked about some of them, one being the market's at an all-time high. But Kind of reminds me of a book I read. Um, if if you're really into you know uh, you know doomsday sort of uh, you want to see the scenario play out. Um, the there's a book called uh, Prosperity in the Age of Decline, and I read this a while ago. And they talk about a lot of the the factors I think that we're seeing today: the demographic trends, you know, the fact that the aging population, people are turning sixty five at a rate of twelve thousand a day. Uh, that's not that means there's that many less people in the workforce paying taxes. The debt burden, we've talked about this, we've screamed this from the rooftops, you know, $30 trillion debt is not going away anytime soon. Geopolitical instability, we've, you know, seen two wars essentially. 
So there, there are, and then obviously the environmental challenges that everybody talks about. So there's a lot of risk out there. Um, you can get pulled into the doomsday, you know, theories and, and what could be going wrong. But to your point, Nolan, I think everybody would agree almost in every scenario, uh, when the market's pulled back, it's been a tremendous buying opportunity, but in the moment it's too late. You, know, you can't make a rational decision. The market's down 2000 points. You know, your first instinct is to sell. You've got to have a plan. You have to have dry powder in the portfolio because we know this is going to happen. And I think that's what an advisor can give you is, um, you know, a, a, a non-emotional, a mathematical sort of methodical viewpoint to bounce ideas off of so that we don't make those bad decisions. Yeah. To me, it's, you know, really like running the buyer safety drill. So if you're not prepared, you're feeling a little anxious about where we're at, you feel like maybe the financial crisis is right around the corner before you make a major change to your portfolio, you know, before you abandon ship and maybe move all the cash or do, do something dramatic, you know, have a conversation with us, have a conversation with an advisor and we'll help you stay informed and make that uh, decision that uh, can help lead you through this and take a crisis and turn it into an opportunity. Because I think people understand it is much easier to have that that plan, run that fire safety drill when the house isn't uh, ablaze. You don't want to make these decisions, you know, when that next market downturn happens, that next financial crisis. It's not a question of if, but when, how often over the course of your retirement. But if you have a plan put in place beforehand, you will hopefully be able to uh, weather whatever may come down the line. That all begins with a phone call to America's Retirement Headquarters, 419-794-3030. That's the phone number, 419-794-3030. You can also schedule a time and find out more about the team at ARHQ.com. Fair play here. This is not the happiest story uh, to start with. The family of an 86-year-old former multimillionaire who's suffering from dementia is actually suing one of the big banks. They claim it allowed the elderly man to make extremely risky investments Despite his health and, and you know uh, mental facilities, uh, the result he lost fifty million dollars and was forced to move in with relatives. That is significant. Look, we're not here to pass judgment, but we do want to ask: Do you guys have experience when it comes to working with families of loved ones who can't make these kinds of decisions by themselves? Well, you know, here at America's Retirement Headquarters, we work with people that are close to or in retirement time, and. You know, this month I'm celebrating uh, 30 years of being in the business. So I got in the business in 1994 and, you know, I've had families that I've been working with for decades. And so we've seen a lot of our older clients, you know, gradually get older. And, you know, unfortunately, sometimes in life we just slow down and, and you do start to see some of those cognitive impairments uh, that happen with the, part of the aging process that's out there. And so we're going to give you a couple of great tips to take. You know, if you have a loved one and you're in this situation, you need to know what to do. Uh, number one is kind of educate yourself, learn about the specific conditions that are affecting the individual and understand some of the challenges that they're going to face. And that can help you provide you with a better support system. Um, people also need to number two, be patient and understanding, you know, it sometimes can lead to frustration on, on their part. It can lead to frustration on your part and things can be confusing, but, you know, being patient, taking time to go back over and explain things. So, you know, people really understand exactly what that is. I think people like to have a, a regular routine as number three, you know, creating that predictable routine, such as a, a familiarity can be really comforting in that situation. Uh, number four is simplify communication uh, using clear and simple and familiar 
terminology and breaking things down and easy to understand, manageable you know, tidbits of information. I can think of you know a client who had some cognitive uh, decline, and you know we really tried to just kind of simplify his investment strategy mm-hmm. uh, to make the process a little bit easier, so we weren't you know moving money around into different investments as often some as some of our more active investment management strategies. Um, you know, encouraging and helping them encourage their independence. I think everybody wants to be able to maintain independence. A, a lot of the times we talk, um, you know, with the adult children about, you know, how do you take steps now to put yourself in a position to be able to maintain control and independence later on in life as you maybe have uh, slowing down either physically or cognitively. Um, and that's the issue of, you know, maximizing and leveraging your assets to protect them, you know, from some type of long-term uh, care. Uh, looking to create that safe environment, you know, removing any kind of potential hazards uh, in their living space, uh, talking to them about, you know, being safe. I heard uh, from my uh, brother-in-law recently about my stepdad who was taking out uh, the garbage and with the, the snowstorm, he uh, was taking out both barrels of garbage at the same time in snow and mm-hmm. slipped and, and hurt himself. And I know I even have a trouble if I try to take both yeah. garbage cans in or out. So, you know, talking to them about that safe environment, <clears throat> using, um, you know, good choices and helping them, you know, make those choices and, and be part of the conversation. I know for us, when we get involved in, you know, dealing with people in uh, financial planning, we love to have family members come in. Um, so, I mean, if clients are comfortable, obviously, uh, confidentiality is the cornerstone of our business. But, you know, if a client is comfortable having uh, their adult children come to meetings, that is a great way to, you know, have somebody else that can be a sounding board to help them be involved in that decision making process um, and seek support, you know. Go ahead and connect with uh, different organizations or professionals that can kind of help, you know, guide you through this environment that's out there. But I don't know, you know, dealing with cognitive impairment can be a, a challenge, but it's a matter of, again, understanding the situation and, you know, trying to take steps to help that family in that situation. Having someone on your side that, that you can trust, you know, both both having that trusted contact, but also people in your corner to make sure that, you know, what they're recommending is going to be in your best interest, looking out for you. This is a great time, I think, to mention that the team at America's Retirement Headquarters, they are fiduciaries, which means they do just that. Acting in the client's best interest, they're not going to recommend something that they don't think is going to work in your best interest, uh, I think, you know, legally actually obligated to do so. So one more thing to to bear in mind, because the loss of cognitive ability, having to deal with someone with that, it is hard enough on your own. But if, if you wonder that there's someone out there trying to take advantage of that situation, please lay that, that fear to bed. Give a call, schedule a time to speak with the team at America's Retirement Headquarters if you need help with that planning process or any part of your retirement planning, 419-794-3030. And the website is arhq.com. Many people compare Social Security to a pension because it gives you a guaranteed monthly payment for the rest of your life. But if the government does nothing to fix the program's draining trust fund for a myriad of number of reasons we've covered before, benefits might be slashed 25% within 10 years. There's actually a member of Congress who believes Social Security solvency crisis might be cured by investing the money in the stock market instead of fixed rate treasuries. That is an idea that's being kicked around, but I have to wonder, what are some of the other ways that could potentially fix the social security problem we have right now? 
Well, you know, it's definitely a touchy topic, I think, to talk about. Um, I remember I was scrolling through Facebook recently, and, you know, it gives you those reminders of a couple of years ago. So a couple of years ago, I was in Washington, and uh, my post that day was it was so cold in Washington, D.C., that even the politicians had their hands in their own pockets. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, even uh, recently in the the election run-up, I know uh, Nikki Haley, you know, it had got uh, some pressure and uh, got some bad press for uh, her discussion talking about changing the age for Americans in their 20s to draw Social Security later on. So it's not a topic that people want to talk about, but it's a topic that, you know, for folks that are close to her in retirement time, it is a topic you got to look at in your own individual situation, you know. Um, I, I think that everybody should be entitled to their, you know, fair share of what they put in. But the, the reality is, is that if we look at this in the past, they've already uh, attacked your Social Security benefits. So it's fair to say that your Social Security is probably going to come under attack. And what do I mean by that? Well, if we go back to the Reagan administration, that's the first time they began taxing your Social Security benefits. So now, you know, up to 85% of your Social Security benefits can become taxable. Um, so we've seen things happen in the past. And to me, if we look at it, there could be a couple things that happen. Number one is talking about the actual adjustment of the age. Uh, that is a real possibility. You know, people yeah. are, uh, quite frankly, living a lot longer. And when Social Security was originally created, you know, most people didn't live as long as they do today. So adjusting that retirement age could be an option. Uh, number two is increasing payroll taxes or lifting the cap on the income subject to the Social Security taxes. Uh, number three is a big one is a means testing, meaning, you know, reducing the benefits for the higher income earners. And again, we see means testing in other government programs. Uh, for example, in Medicare, the amount that you pay for your Medicare premium is based upon your household income. And as your income levels go up, you pay more in uh, your Medicare premiums. And the same could be true, some type of test like that uh, for looking at your Social Security benefits. Or, you know, taking a look at increasing the taxation of your benefits. So, again, right now, uh, it either, is either zero, up to 50%, or up to 85%. There's a three-step test that they go through to determine the taxation of your Social Security. But the maximum is 85%. So you can see some taxes going up uh, in there. Now, for many of you that have been listening, you know I've been on here on the radio on WSPD for over 20 years now. And recently, we've been talking about uh, a, a commercial that we've been running. It's called the Social Security Risk Score. And I have had an opportunity to talk to a couple of people. And I tell you what, Americans are really fired up about the fact that their benefits could get reduced in uh, as short as 10 years. You know, so this is something that they've been talking about, but 10 years is not that long. Uh, I know one of the things that we can do is we can stress test your plan. And within the stress test of the plan, what we can do is we can look at the probability of success of meeting your goals and trying to help you increase the odds and the probability of success. And one of the things that we do when we stress test a plan is we can look at what if Social Security is reduced by 10 or 20%, how does that impact the probability of success? And if it does reduce the probability of success, it's a good idea because it gives us 10 years to start talking about you know, strategies and alternatives to build up your plan B. Uh, in fact, I was at a conference last year and uh, I saw you know, one of the insurance companies uh, come out with an insurance product that actually provides a uh, plan benefit 
for a reduction of Social Security. So actually, the insurance companies of America have already started to come out with some products where you can get some insurance protection that says if your Social Security benefits go down, it can provide additional income sources for you as well. Uh, so that's another option for folks. But, you know, something's going to have to happen here. Um, and it's probably not going to be very good. And most people aren't going to like the outcomes. And, you know, the, the politicians just want to continue to kick the can down the curb. Uh, but don't let the politicians kick the can down the curb in your situation. You know, find out how it could impact your individual situation. Uh, find out what your Social Security risk is mm -hmm. and steps to take to protect against it. Yeah, to me, Nolan, it comes down to the fact that Social Security was never meant to be the sole source of retirement income for most Americans. I mean, we do a presentation. We did a presentation on this in uh, in August, and I have a picture of the very first. Social Security recipient Ida Mae Fuller um, looks like I can't even see the the check is so small here the amount but I think it was like for forty six cents or something like that nineteen forty six I mean it it wasn't designed to be your number one source of income so uh, it, it does pose a, a pretty significant challenge for some Americans that are you know planning on Social Security being their sole retirement so if anything you know and obviously you brought up some really good choices for the government to try to solve the social security issues you know at the end of the day we we obviously don't have any control over that they're they're going to make or maybe not make a decision and continue to kick the can as we've seen this year and last year um number of times uh but you know some of the things i like to focus on things that clients can do uh outside of you know worrying about what the government's going to do and and one is just really making sure that you make the correct social security claiming decision. I mean, you've got to really weigh the costs of taking social security on the outside chance that it gets reduced. Taking social security early is probably one of the worst financial decisions people can make, you know, in, in the sense that it reduces your benefit by a significant amount. Um, it also reduces the amount of money that you have that's coming in tax advantaged. So like you said, Nolan, at the most, you're only going to pay tax on 85% of your wages. Why would I reduce that income source if it's the most taxed efficient vehicle that I have? Uh, and then secondly, you talked about at the beginning of the show, Social Security got a 3% increase. A couple years ago when inflation was high and measurable, uh, the, the COLA um, adjustment was like 8%, 6 7 8%, somewhere around there. So every year that there's a an adjustment, uh, cost of living increase, you're gonna get a, an increase in Social Security. So while there is a lot of talk about Social Security, the 20% reduction, the haircut we're all worrying about, I mean, I think it does make sense if you're not sure what your Social Security claiming strategy is, how to optimize your Social Security benefits. I think that's a good way that we can help you is to look at all the resource, you know, look at all of the, the options and the scenarios lay them out side by side, looking at 62, let's look at 67, let's look at 70, and then we'll discount it You know, for that risk that maybe Social Security is gonna be reduced potentially. Uh, I, I think just knowledge is key here in, in having all the options laid out on the table before you make a knee-jerk uh, emotional decision that maybe was sparked by some um, you know, some news or something like that that you saw on the media. So <laughs> there you go. Done. No, uh, the first social security check, Ida Mae Fuller, uh, January 31st, 1940, $22 and 54 cents okay. adjusted for inflation. Up. It's yeah. uh, about $484. Now 
we're hoping that, you know, your Social Security check is going to be a little bit more than that. But in the future, we don't know what the reductions are going to be. Uh, but we do know that there are going to be some changes down the line. You want to go and be prepared for that. That's the advantage of having that Social Security risk score done if and when there are changes made to know how to, to bridge the gap, make up for that income. The team at America's Retirement Headquarters, they can do that for you. But you have to take that first step and give them a call. 419-794-3030. Or go into the website and scheduling a time there as well at ARHQ.com. Now, I think we're all aware of the fact that the number one fear of retirees is running out of money. Financial advisor Azul Wells says that anxiety can cause us to kick the can down the road before we decide to actually leave the workforce. There's always something that we can be waiting for to say, oh, I don't want to leave now. I don't want to leave now. And while the four most dangerous words for a soon-to-be retiree or a could-be retiree is just one more year, those are the four most dangerous words. So one of the secrets to happiness, I think, and to embracing your retirement and getting on with your journey is being willing to say no to making more money. Now, we do know there is a bit of a psychological shift when it comes to retirement. One of those things might involve leaving behind that regular paycheck. For somebody who dreads that, how do you help replace that income? Well, you know, when you're looking at replacing the regular paycheck, I think that helps, you know, figure out and solve that fear of running out of money. And I would say that oftentimes it is hard to turn down uh, the extra income. I know I had a client recently retired and uh, the company offered him on his terms uh, a great income to be a consultant and come back a couple of days. And, you know, he really couldn't turn the income down. Chaz, I've seen when you do financial plans and you, you know, kind of take the numbers of when they're going to draw money and you push it back a year or two, it can make a big, big difference mm-hmm. in the long run. You know, but really when it comes down to it, to solve that fear of running out of money, what you need to do is you need to figure out, what are the steps that you're going to take to replace the regular paycheck in retirement time? And number one, I'd say it's very important to make the correct decision with optimizing your Social Security benefits. Uh, the most recent statistics that are out there, I think roughly 70% of people are electing to draw benefits before their full retirement age, ultimately electing not only a lifetime penalty, but you know, potentially a disaster for the survivor benefit and the reduction of locking in that as well. Number two is if you're lucky enough to have a pension, making sure that you understand what your options are. Lump sum might seem really attractive, but when you look at the monthly payout uh, and or the survivorship options, sometimes those survivorship options and or period certain can be better than taking the lump sum. Uh, annuities. Annuities are a vehicle that have been used for hundreds of years to provide, you know, predictable income in retirement. It's, you know, mailbox money. And I think a lot of people like to have that consistent mailbox money that comes out of some of the annuities that are out there. If you don't want to work full time, if you don't want to do a consulting, still opportunities for part time work that are out there. Uh, maybe this is an opportunity in life where you find something that you're passionate about, uh, something that you can work at and gives you a little bit of not only satisfaction, but some money in your pocket, you know, again, reducing the amount of money that you need to take out of your 401k or retirement investment accounts. Number five, looking for dividend paying stocks. So a good strategy is if you can get a quality basket of dividend paying stocks and you can live off of the dividend checks and not have to sell the stocks, that could be another good strategy to avoid trying to touch your principal and just live off of the income that's generated. And right now, you know, with 
the fixed income environment at record highs, making sure that you're upgrading your fixed income investments. So again, if you have traditional fixed income investments and they're earning less than 5%, uh, there are quite a few different opportunities that are out there uh, to be able to upgrade your fixed income investments. And to me, that's how I would say looking at replacing your paycheck in retirement time to something that's consistent uh, there for you and, and give you some confidence to move into retirement time. Yeah, and I think this is really where an advisor will earn his keep or her keep, if you will, in that, you know, it's it's okay, it's easy when the markets, you know, are volatile um, to, to stay invested because you're not worrying about having to take any money out. It's like, oh, okay, you know, the money's in there. I don't need it for five or 10 years or so. So, so be it, you know, it's down, the market's down right now. But it, it becomes a little bit of a different feeling when you're retired and you know that I might have to start drawing on those assets. And so this is why it's so important that you have these conversations with your financial advisors to understand what their methodology is and uh, what they stand for as it pertains to creating reliable income and, and how they've developed your retirement income plan because it's a very different conversation. I use the analogy all the time, you're a climber, Nolan. Climbing up the mountain is a lot different than climbing down the mountain, right? It's a different path. Uh, and if it were one thing that I would want, if I were gonna climb Mount Everest, uh, I would want a detailed finance, I would want a detailed map. You know, I'd want to know where all of the places where I can survive or where I can camp at, you know, because when you're up um, 20,000 feet in the air, you know, that's the death zone. We talk about it. It's not the an extra set of glove zone. That's like you need to know what you're doing or it's game over, right? Um, factory reset. So, you know, this is this is the same thing with financial your financial life if you make it uh, if you make a poor decision going down the mountain that's where the majority of the people pass away are when they're climbing mount everest it's not on the way up it's on the way down so you have to really have comfort and be uh confident in your financial advisor and your financial plan to create income uh that being said i think going through the financial re uh planning process sometimes opens up a lot of eyes and and light bulbs go off um, with people because you don't actually probably need as much as you think you do when you actually look at your retirement income as a percentage of what you were making before you retired. We call that your retirement income replacement ratio. So just take a look at what you expect to be you know, living on in retirement divided by what you were making before. If that number, just real basic you know, math here, is somewhere between 75 to 80% of what you were making before, you're probably going to be okay. You know, you, you've done a good job. You've you've made the correct social security claiming decisions. Um, you've probably got enough for your basic living needs. And then, if we structure our retirement plan such that, at a minimum, we know we've done the math, we've backed into it, we know that the basics are covered. You know, because we've covered them with guaranteed sources of income. Even if your house is paid off, and and you know your, your car, your credit is. is uh, you know, credit cards are, are at a, um, the minimum balance there. You're still going to have monthly expenditures. You're going to have groceries. You're going to have to eat, of course, utilities, things like that. And so if those monthly expenditures are covered by some form of guaranteed income, whether that is social security, whether that is a pension, perhaps using a, another financial strategy, it can go a long way, I think, to addressing that concern about outliving their money. And of course, having uh, a growth potential in there as well for not just paychecks, but having playchecks as well, figuring out how it all comes together. Well, guess what? The team at America's Retirement Headquarters 
they can help craft that plan for you, custom suited to you, because at the end of the day, what works best for you in your retirement than a plan just for you? That starts with the phone call, 419-794-3030. And again, uh, Nolan mentioned before, there's lots of events coming up, educational events coming up uh, that the team is doing. You can find out more about that by clicking on the events tab at ARHQ.com. want to thank you, as we always do, for joining us, spending a little time today with us here on America's Retirement Headquarters. Hope you have a great week ahead of you. Nolan, Chaz, thank you for the time. And uh, as we wrap up, want to leave you with the final word. Yeah, like you said, we've got a lot of great events coming up. We've got an open house. Uh, great time to come over, see the headquarters, you know, find out a little bit about what we're doing. The other great event to come out to is our lab training that we have coming up. So we're going to be walking through the tools and technology and everything that we offer here uh, and how to get strong in your retirement plan by using the technology to stack the deck of cards in your favor. Again, like uh, Chris said, just go to ARHQ.com, click on the events tab and uh, click on a button. Come on out. We'd be happy to see you. In the meantime, when you think retirement, think America's Retirement Headquarters. It's home of the Retirement Guys Formula and America's Medicare Associates. America's Retirement Headquarters is located at 1700 Woodlands Drive in Maumee, Ohio. You can reach them by calling 419-794-3030 or online at americasretirementheadquarters.com. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Nolan Baker is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Please consult with your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstance. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Nolan Baker, Ohio Insurance License Number 27787.